What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rose, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Dew Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, this is Ian Happ from the Chicago Cubs. I'm excited to announce that my show, The Compound, is now part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Join me and my teammates, Dakota Meckes and Zach Short. This week, we welcome Cubs first baseman, World Series champion, Anthony Rizzo, to The Compound. Check it out. Subscribe. The Compound on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Three on one. Spagley the step. Spagley with the dunk. And you can put it in the post. And send it to the left. There it is. Buddy Hill alone at the top of the King's record book. Oh, I like this. The Fox scores five in the open court. It's into the lane. Oh, you don't like that. You don't like King's basketball. Oh. Welcome back to another episode of King's Bulls Podcast. My name is Brendan Nunez. We got a belated birthday with Rich Ivanowski on here. Uh, birthday since last episode we've had. How you doing, Rich? Feeling a little older? The basic ass question. Yeah, man, I'm so old right now. Uh, I actually am. Uh, I'm a, I, I, I am a little bit old. It's tough having a 22 year old co-host uh, as a 32 year old man right now. But uh, listen, we're all we're all uh, uh, walking the same path together, I guess. Uh, uh, but look, we got another grown man on the show today. Very excited to uh, to welcome in our friend Kenny Caraway. How are you doing today, man? What's going on, fellas? Man, I think I'm older than both of you guys, so you guys should feel feel good about that. <laughs> there we go, man. Well, we're gonna get into. Usually, we start with the past a little bit here. I, the first question I like to throw out is just what got you into basketball, sports in the first place, man? Uh, oh man, I, I don't know what it was, but Coming out the womb, I've been hooked, man. You know, I've just been hooked. I would watch anything that was on TV, baseball, football, basketball. Um, I'd read the newspaper, you know what I'm saying, when I was as long as I can remember. So, man, anything that had to do with sport, I'd play, you know, whether it was in a league or in the backyard or wherever, you know, I'm playing whatever sport. So, uh, man, it's just in me. It's been in me since, you know, since birth, man, so – I, I love sports. I love competition. I love the drama of it all. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's been in me. Yeah, give us the rundown. I feel like I've seen you in Niners gear. Mm-hmm. Uh, but give us the full rundown of, you know, what are your teams, what are your sports, and how did you yeah. get into those? So, um, so the very first thing I fell in love with was San Francisco Giants baseball. That was Those were my guys. You know, that's the first thing I ever remember. And then it was Niners, um, probably a couple of different factors going in there. And at the time, the Raiders were in L.A., so the Niners were the team out here. Um, and they were winning. And it was, like, dope to me because they played where the Giants played. Everything went back to the Giants. So they played where the Giants played. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go for them. And they're winning. Like, yeah, this is great. So it was uh, – that was the case with baseball, football. And then basketball, I – Obviously, it was Michael Jordan to start, and it was Jordan and the Bulls forever, and 
You know, ironically, I didn't really get into the Kings until, well, until Jordan left the first time, really. You know what I mean? And that's when Jordan left the first, 94, the first year he was gone, I was still, like, into the Bulls. I was like, yeah, you know, I'm still riding with him. And then when it seemed like he wasn't coming back, I was like, well, we got a team here in Sacramento. Maybe I should give them a look, man. And I loved Mitch Richmond. And um, and actually that, that year, that 95 year, was the year they changed everything about the color scheme. And it was at the time, it was just really cool. I got a uh, King starter jacket and um, with the new logo and everything. And, yeah, that's that's kind of when my Kings fandom started there. But I tell people all the time with, with basketball, I don't know, maybe it's because I played. Um, I'm not as um, – what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say hardcore. But, like, so, for instance, in baseball, I, I just – I don't like anything about the Dodgers. Like, you'll never see me doing anything kind when it comes to the Dodgers or Dodger fans or anything. I'm always talking crazy. In the NBA, I don't I don't feel that way. Even for the Lakers, I don't feel that way that I do about the Dodgers or the Seahawks of football or nothing like that. I just really – I really enjoy the game. I enjoy the players. And, um, yeah, I just – I love the game. So the Kings are number one, 100%, but I don't have any vitriol for anybody in the NBA like I do the other sports. Man, you've been talking to Jason too much. <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> Just the Lakers, think, at least. You think Come he on, infiltrated? Man. You think he infiltrated? So, I, look, it's fun to not like the Lakers. Like, the Lakers. like I, I enjoy it. I'm going to talk crazy as much as anybody, but, but uh, I love Kobe. I love Kobe Bryant. Fair enough. And, while I was playing, I would take, you know, Kobe's little – have the basketball on the left hand, hesitate, pull up in somebody's face. I studied that. I copied it. I did it for uh, hours and hours in the gym, and I owe a lot of buckets that I got in my career. Yeah, I, I totally get uh, the whole enjoying all teams. I just – for my own little bit of competitiveness, I just refuse to like the Lakers, even though I'll sit and watch the games. You know, Braun, obviously, and AD is a ridiculous duo. I'll appreciate the team, but just for the sake of having a team to hate because it's fun, I got to speak with that with the Lakers. But you mentioned a little bit of you taking pieces of Kobe as you played. You posted yeah. a mixtape of yourself, and I don't know if it was high school or college, but you posted this morning. Uh, right. How do you how you describe yourself as a player when you were playing? Oh, uh, man. When I was playing, I was um, – around that high school, college time, that's when I was really into – well, I was always into Allen Iverson. But I was like, oh, one, he's going to the finals, averaging 33 points a game, stuff like that. So I was really patterning my game after AI, being a smaller guy um, and, you know, just being tough, you know, being fearless, being – uh, somebody that you know would give buckets any any time. You know that was that was my thing. So I, I'm, I patterned the game after after AI. But like I said, I took the Kobe move, the hesitation pull up. I did that a lot in college when I had the ball in my hand a little bit more. And uh, like I said, I owe a lot of buckets for that. So I was um I, I was yeah I was I was pretty I was in attack mode at all times offensively. Uh, you know I feel like um, while I was I was pretty good. I did some good things. I, you know, I'm in some record books and stuff like that. I feel like I could have been better if I would have had, um, you know, a little more guidance at that age. Like, I kind of did everything on my own and worked out on my own and didn't really have, like, somebody 
like myself right now, like right now I get these young guys out here and, you know, I'm in their ear, I'm helping them out, I'm giving them advice. I don't really have that guy. So I feel like if maybe I had that guy, I could have been a little bit better. But, um, you know, I, I accomplished a lot. I did some good stuff, so it's cool. Kind of an underrated question, I think, is like what, are, what, what was the look that you went with on the court as well? I think this is especially for, you know, people that – didn't necessarily go pro or anything like that. It's fun to develop a style. You know, what were the shoes? Did you were you a high socks guy? Were you a wristband, uh, arm sleeve guy? I mean, what was the look? Oh, you, you're talking my language now, Rich, because I'm I'm like uh, I'm almost like Deion Sanders. You know, what I'm saying before the game, I'm laying out exactly what my uniform's gonna look like, my accessories, all that. I was, I was a big like style guy. You know what I mean? If you guys see me, I'm always trying to be stylish at least but um so it was it was kind of ankle socks um I didn't have anything on the legs but I had an armband on my elbow um and what else did I have I have an undershirt on but it was like um you couldn't see the sleeves so it was cut where you didn't see the sleeves popping out but you saw the the neck part you know, the shirt. So that that was what was going on with that. And in high school, I wore a headband. In college, I didn't wear a headband. Um, but everything was about looking nice. The shoes, I had home and away shoes. You know what I'm saying? I, everything everything was about looking fresh, man. Everything had to coordinate. And, uh, yeah, that, <laughs> that, that mattered to me. So, yeah, yeah, I had that. Was that like a changing look that you had, or, or did it kind of st- stick the same for a while, like throughout college? Or to change game uh, to game? It, it, well, for the season, I had what I had. So before the season started, I had this is what's going to be the home look, and this will be the away look. And I pretty much stuck with that for the whole year, whether it was the shoes that I wore, the wristbands, the type of socks. Like when I got to college, I had white socks, white socks, mainly white shoes with a white jersey on the road. We had a black uh, jersey and a red jersey. I have black socks, black shoes, black wristbands for, for the road game. So it it didn't really change within the season, but it, it changed from season to season. Like you get different shoes and high school, like I said, I had I had a I had braids, so um that's where the headband kinda came into play in high school. I had the bald head by the time I got to college, so um yeah, no headband there. So yeah, it, it rotated a little bit throughout the years, but it was generally the same. Good to know, man. Good to know how you got involved in the sport as a player. But going on to the other side of things, going on the, you know, breaking the game down, dissecting it, talking about it. How did you get started in in radio, in uh, analysis? Man, uh, I really just kind of stumbled into it, to be honest with you. <laughs> you know, I, I, I took, I mean, I majored in broadcast journalism um, while I was in college, but I mean, I didn't I, – I, I was thinking about basketball, being a basketball player at that time. So I wasn't thinking about, like, internships or, you know, nothing like that. I probably should have been, but I wasn't. Um, and when I was done with that, I was just like, oh, yeah, when I'm done with school, I'm going to go play overseas or something like that, and then I'll figure something out after that. So um, after, you know, it didn't go down like that, you know, I had some looks and some trials, played some pro-ams, but didn't really get anything – um, overseas or nothing like that. After that, I just kind of um, 
you know, I just kind of got into saying my piece, and that's kind of when podcasts came around and started popping off, and YouTube, and, you know, I just always had something to say, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I thought, you know, let me get it out for, for people to hear. It kind of it reminds me of, like, I don't know if you guys – um I'm pretty sure you guys know who Charlemagne the God is, but he's a you know one of the biggest um, uh, radio hosts in in America right now. And I heard him tell a story about how he um, has a, a microphone on his forearm, and when he was growing up, he wanted to be a rapper, and he got the microphone on his forearm because he you know he was a rapper. He said, "I'm gonna be a rapper. I'm an MC." Yada yada yada. Well, he wasn't a good rapper. Didn't really work out. Fast four years later. He's now using a microphone to really do what he was probably meant to do, and that's you know talk to the people throughout the throughout the country on radio. So I kind of feel that same way about myself. While I was thinking about being this um, you know superstar basketball player and everything like that, I was learning the game, learning how to uh, to uh, speak about the game and critique the game and explain the game to other people. And lo and behold, here I am. Years later, I'm I'm in the media game. So. Um, just kind of all works out, man. It all works out. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I didn't know that Charlemagne story. Um, yeah. What is what was like your foot in the door with this business? What was the first thing that kind of got you started? Um, so the first, I would say, the first thing that got me started is I used to, um, and I still do from time to time, call into uh, the Murph and Max show uh, in the Bay Area, their morning show, and. Um, one, I would call in every now and then. Like it wasn't, they didn't really know me. Like they probably noticed me or whatever the case may be, but they didn't, they didn't know me or nothing like that. So, the Giants had won the National League West, and I made like a video, me like pouring champagne on my head in the shower and things of that nature and all this other stuff. And um, I sent it to them on like Sunday night. That happened on a Sunday afternoon. I sent it to him Sunday night. Just being funny. I, I really had no plans for it. Just being a little jokester. And um, I go to sleep and I wake up and usually the radio's on next to me when I wake up and um, I hear my voice and I'm like thinking I'm dreaming. And I was like, wake up. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm not dreaming. I was like, hold on. That's the radio. They're playing my audio. And like they were going, crazy over the audio like oh this is amazing and people were calling in and um you know just uh going crazy like this is the best audio ever how do we hear it more and more so that kind of um introduced me to them i have a great relationship with those two guys to this day like they've invited me on the show a number of different times and um through that the producer of their show uh tanika smothers the former producer of the show, she, um, you know, I would talk to Tanika whenever I call in and, you know, we'd have a good conversation and she respected some of the stuff that I had to say. So Tanika then took a job with The Athletic and um, became the uh, head producer for all their podcasts. And when they had an idea of doing more for the Kings, she remembered, you know, all the conversations we had and how she heard me on the radio and the things that I had to say and gave me a shot. So that athletic thing was pretty much my foot in the door. and. I'm trying to kick it in now, so. Yeah, and then tell us about KDEE, because I know that uh, it's been around a long time, but I don't think that it gets the recognition it deserves. As You know, maybe it's just because it's more of a, usually more of a, a music station, mm-hmm. but, but tell, us about, tell us about what's going on over there. 
you know, I'm I'm just so negligent of my own of my own baby, Casey's corner. Of course, that was my foot in the door over at KDE. Maybe because I was doing Casey's corner by myself, like just putting it out on iTunes and SoundCloud. I was doing that for like three, four years before it even got to KDE. So I still look at that kind of as me doing that. But yeah, that was probably was my foot in the door. But um, you know, I got uh, I got hooked up with the uh, program director over there and they were looking to do um, some different things with some of the slots and uh, the founder of the radio station, Mr. Aubrey Stone, um, passed away uh, about a year ago now. Um, he just believed in me. You know, he heard my podcast and I had a relationship with him for a long time. He was a mentor for my mother and, you know, now, you know, as her son, she was like, oh, he was like, oh, I got you, you know, whatever you need. So, um, I would bounce ideas off of him. I would bounce ideas off of Marvell, the producer over there, the program director, and they just kind of gave me a shot. And you know, I, I had an idea of just kind of doing something a little different, and bringing a different audience to the sh- to the station because it's usually, you know, I don't want to say yeah, older. My mom's age. My mom's not that old, but her age and older that listen to that station and. Um, you know, they listen for music, but they also have a lot of community stuff and a lot of uh, dialogue in the black community and um, things of that nature. And I just like, hey, well, we like to talk about sports, too. And at the time, um, I think Damien was on the radio. I don't think Doug was on the radio yet. So at the time, um, I was like, there's no other black voices outside of Damien Barley on the radio. Why don't you give a, a young guy a shot? And, you know, after convincing a little while, it they put me on, and, you know, I've taken it since then. But, yeah, it's, it's a cool radio station, man. It really is. I, I don't think they um, – we don't have a lot of uh, the uh, the reach because it's kind of hard to hear out in Elk Grove in your car. I know that much. But um, it's a good radio station. It's a good community radio station. They, they do a lot in the black community. They're at all the events. And they gave, you know, a young guy like myself – uh, a voice and an opportunity. So um, I think that's kind of what the origins of the station stations is and um, will continue to be moving forward, hopefully. There's no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partners, betonline.ag. Sports are slowly making their way back, and BetOnline is leading the way with the best odds and lines for all UFC, NASCAR, boxing, and soccer matches. If you need even more, they have simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC simulations all day, every day, live on their website. If you're looking for something else other than sports, BetOnline has hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and prop bets to check out as well. Visit betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE for a free welcome bonus. That's one word, BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. Yeah, one of the questions I like to ask, man, is, um, like, for example, for myself, uh, one of the things I realized pretty quickly, or maybe not quickly doing this, and I realized it when I was messing around with trying to make music for a little while was that like you feel like you're coming off as one way and then you play it back and you're like, man, I, at least for me, it was, I sound monotone. Like I am not getting this emotion through that I thought I was. And I feel like you have to be so over the top on the mic for it to come through 
even just like you're feeling that way a little bit. Um, it yeah. is that was that was one thing that kind of learned a lot for, or that did a lot for me once I learned that with this. Is there certain things that stick out to you that you had to uh, learn along the way, sort of a learning curve in a way? Uh, what you talked about is is one of the key things that I had to learn and had to get used to. I'm a, I'm relatively um, I like to think I'm soft spoken. If you get me turned up about something, you get me passionate about something, yeah, you know, I can I can talk with the best of them and I can get real animated. But just in general, pretty soft spoken. Don't say much. So like you, Brendan, when I got on and I decided I wanted to do a podcast and create it, um, I had to uh, I don't want to say get in the character, but I you know, for lack of a better term, yeah, I had to get to the character. I had to act as if, you know, the whole world was looking at me and I had to be big and I had to talk big. And um, my fiance, she laughs at me because in the office, when I do the podcast and I would do the throne room breakdown, my desk is literally up against the wall and I'm facing a wall and I'm looking and I'm animated and I'm talking and I'm loud and all this other stuff. And she says, it just looks so crazy because I'm just, literally talking to a wall so animated but you know those are the those are the things that you got to do to convey your point convey whatever emotion that you have about the topic you're talking about um to your listeners you know because they're they can't see you it's all about your voice and it's something that i'm perfecting as i go along but um it's something that i learned real early you know i just i had to speak up i had to um i had to be a little uh a little louder with my presentation and my tone sometimes that's all I think in a similar way, that kind of goes hand in hand with a name, right? Like we talked with Damien about how he kind of, like right before he went on there, he's like, I need a name. And, you know, he, he ended up coming up with the D-Lo uh, moniker. But right. uh, I know, you, so you got Casey's Corner. Uh, I've, I've heard you, uh, you know, you got I am K Diddy is your Twitter <laughs> handle. Everyone go follow that. Yeah. But what? So was that like a, a thought you had where you're like, I'm gonna do this podcast, I'm gonna do this radio show. I don't want it just to be, you know, you know the 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 Kenny Caraway show. Right. Were, were you like, I want a name to go with this? Uh, it's funny you say that because I kind of always thought about having a name, but I would talk to a lot of people, and I don't know if they were gassing me or what, but it was multiple people would say the same thing, and they'd be like. Kenny Caraway just fits. Like, that's a good name. That's a good radio name. That's, they say it sounds like a basketball player's name, too. But they're like, man, it just sounds like a good name. So I always felt like I didn't have to do much with the name. Plus, um, you know, I not that anybody else doesn't like the name, but I like my name, you know, and, and I have aspirations of taking it, you know, bigger. And I want to see my name in lights. I want to see my last name in lights. I want my son to see his last name in lights. So I didn't never want to get far away from Kenny Caraway. You know, that that's that was always the basis. So even when I say KC and, you know, K Diddy and all that, it always comes back to Kenny Caraway because I always want him to know my name. You know what I'm saying? I want him to know my name, Kenny Caraway. And when when people talk about whatever I'm doing, a podcast, my radio show, whatever, talk about my name, you know. So um that's kind of what, what happened with that. It's it's funny the funny story with K Diddy, um, real quick is um so growing up, I, I loved Bad Boy. Puffy was my guy. Love Puffy. So, um, you know, I would just, uh, you know, dance around like I was Puffy, you know, at school dances and stuff like that. And when he changed his name to P. Diddy, 
Um, it was just funny or whatever. So I was in government class. Shout out to Mr. Blonsky. And she was a real cool teacher. And I was like, Mr. Blonsky, I got a, a something I need to address to the class um, before, you know, the, the class is over. And she was like, oh, sure, Kenina. No problem. I'll give you a platform. I'll give you time or whatever. And uh, she thought it was going to be something serious. But I get up in front of the class and I was just like, I just want to make an announcement that um, you guys can now can call me K Diddy from here on out. And she looked all bewildered. She's like, that was the announcement? And I was like, yeah, I have to let the people know. And this was like junior year in high school. And my mom started calling me K Diddy. And, and then really basically because of the Twitter handle. Like I, nobody, like I don't tell people like, hey, I'm K Diddy anymore. But the Twitter handle and the Instagram handle is K Diddy. And it, it just kind of sticks. So it's, I'm cool with it too. But yeah, long way of saying like Kenny Caraway's, I'm good with Kenny Caraway. There you go. Yeah, but, I mean, it, it flows. You know, like, I know Damien, you said uh, you don't know any people that don't really like their name or not many people. Damien definitely was not shy and said he was not a fan of his name at first and that he let it grow on him a little bit. But, you know, KC, K. Diddy, they're all smooth. Uh, so so you tell that little story of going in front of the class and telling everybody your nickname, and then you also say you're a little soft-spoken. So yeah. what were you kind of like in school? I mean, were you – is it a little mix of both? Oh, man. Yeah, a little mix of both. I mean, I, I'm I'm an only child, so, I'm, you know, I'm okay in my own space. I'm okay with a lot of quiet time and being with my own thoughts. Like, I can be somewhere in, in a house and you don't know where I'm at because I don't need to have a lot of people around me or nothing like that, um, and I don't need to say much. But um, in high school, I was uh, – I want to say I wasn't a class clown, but I was a jokester. I, was, I had fun, you know. I was I was real, I was real personable, and um, I was a big just like Damien. I was a big wrestling fan. So and The Rock was my guy, The Rock and Stone Cold. So I would go around in the hallways and call people jabronis, give them the people's the eyebrow, go up to them like, hey, give me a high five, and they put their hand up for a high five, and then I'd act like I'm backhanding them like The Rock, you know, do all that kind of stuff. So. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of like, if anything, probably wrestling and imitating The Rock and Stone Cold is probably what brought me out of my shell. And then, you know, having my team, being used to my teammates and, you know, building those relationships, it kind of brought me even further out of my shell. But yeah, I, was, I, was, I was cool. I, I wasn't very quiet. There was guys a lot quieter than I was. But, um, you know, when I got in my zone where I didn't really want to say much, I, I'd just be chilling. Yeah, I hear that. I think that you can be quiet, but then when you talk, it's like that kind of means a little bit more sometimes because yeah. if you're choosing your spots, then it's like, you know, when people when you do talk, people listen. Right. Uh, and I can see that. I also really like Kenny Caraway. I think it flows really well. It sounds like a character in a book. Like you hear that that same it's like alliteration, the same sound yeah. at the beginning of of uh, each name. But what yeah. do you think? What do, what do we have to get Brendan a name? Because I feel like, first of all, Brendan, do you like Brendan Brendan Nunez? How like Nunez. do you like your name? Uh, it's yeah, I don't mind it. I, I like you know my first name's unique, even though it's like similar to a common name. It's just spelled a little different. Um, yeah. So I, I yeah no, but I don't have I don't have a nickname. I guess I don't mind my name though, and I feel like it's kind of good to stick with your name. Like I feel like in this business, your name means a lot, you know. So it's good to build that up itself. But uh, no, I'm not opposed to a nickname. But you're talking here like you have a nickname, Rich. 
I don't have a nickname, but I also am, like, <laughs> not cool enough to have a nickname, I don't think. Yeah, uh, you, guys, <laughs> you guys could definitely get a nickname in there. You, you could even do something as simple as you could pull to Stephen A. Smith and just take that middle initial and just throw that in there. Brendan what, Nunes? A. We'll go Anthony. And then A. Nunes. There we go. Yeah, yeah. You, that is it. <laughs> I, I like that a lot. Change <laughs> uh, the Twitter handle right now. Yeah. No, but you have a really good point there, Brandon, about, you know, get your name out there because you probably don't want any confusion when it comes to opportunities and you don't want people to think, oh, you know, this K Diddy guy is pretty good and this KC guy is pretty good and this Kenny guy is pretty good, but I want someone that just does all three. You don't want there to be any mistake in that. Uh, but when you're Kenny Caraway, everyone gets to know your name uh, and, and you get that recognition built up. Um, you know, toward towards more opportunities. And what are you looking towards right now? Like, if you, you know, I mean, we don't get to we don't get to completely, you know, make up our own realities. And, and we, you know, we can put vision boards together and we can work towards our goals or whatever. However, you do that. But what do you want going forward? Man, oh man, you know, I say this um, in the in the most a humble way possible, but at the end of the day, I feel like I'm an athlete, and it's kind of weird to say I'm a competitor when you're in the media game. I don't necessarily – everybody got their own opinion. You know what I'm saying? It's not like mine is better than anybody else's. But uh, I want to be the best in the game. I want to be – I want to be looked at as one of, if not the preeminent media personality member in the city of Sacramento. We'll start there. Then we'll conquer the world later. But, you know, I want to be I want to be that guy. When people uh, talk about Sacramento and Sacramento media, I want them to think of Kenny Carraway. You know what I mean? And and, and it's funny. You know, I said I have a, hum, I have a saying that I say all the time. Um, I'm the most cocky, humble person you ever know because I don't say that to think that I'm necessarily better than anybody. I just know, you know, I, you know, I want that. I want that responsibility. I want people to – think of me when they think of Sacramento and that also entitles a lot of uh, responsibility. I want to, you know, build my city up. I want to build the people um, around me up. You know, I want to, I want, I don't want to just be up, you know, at the top of that list by myself. Like I want people around me and younger people to be like, Oh, I can get there too. And talk to me and I can help them come up and, you know, get to my level or get higher, you know, hopefully get higher. You know I mean? I'm a big believer in that. Like I, I want anybody that's under me, whether it's family, my son, you know, young guys that look up to me. If one day young kids look up to me, I want them to reach whatever height that I reach, whether it's, you know, the bottom floor or the top of the top. I want them to not only reach that, but exceed and do better than me. And, um, you know, that's just kind of what I want, man. I, I want I want to I ain't going to lie to you. I want to be the man, but. What's good in being the man when there's nobody else around to to, to share it with? In my opinion, so yeah, yeah, man. Everybody's definitely got different things that motivate them. You know, I think like you're kind of saying, I'm super competitive, and that's what it's got to be for me. It's just thinking, you know, there's other people that yeah, I, I don't want to think there's other people working harder than me. So I gotta right. put it with someone else in some sort of competitive fashion. Um, right. But yeah, you know, different things get different people motivated and and able to push through and. Uh, obviously right now it's Kings basketball for you. Is that kind of you're looking, you're like you're focused on mainly basketball? Is there a different sport that you would like to cover better or as well as basketball? 
Yeah, I mean, basketball is always going to be number one in my opinion because um, that's just where my heart is. That's that's where the most of my knowledge is. Like I can um, I can talk about football all day and have a good time, but I I don't. I, I can't look at film and be like they're in a cover three defense. I don't know what that looks like. You know what I'm saying? So that's not that's not my that's not my expertise right now. You know what I mean? But it's always going to be basketball. I love baseball. I love baseball. I could talk about baseball all the time. Like we said at the beginning, so that was my first love. You know, San Francisco Giants and baseball. So I love talking about baseball. I love as you guys probably see on my Twitter timeline. I love boxing. I love boxing, and I think that's another. Um, area that I'd like to dive into on the media level and, you know, and, uh, and, and talking about boxing. I don't think people talk about boxing enough. I know a lot of people are in the UFC or whatever. That's not really my cup of tea, but I know, you know, they, they got their demographic. But um, boxing, it's funny because boxing, um, you know, people have been talking about it's a, it's a dead sport, it's a dying sport or whatever. And uh, the legendary Bert Sugar had a saying that was just as, just perfect, summed it up perfect. Uh, he said boxing's been dying for about 90 years now. So as much as people like to talk about boxing is dying and nobody cares about it, it's always going to be here. It's got a huge following in itself. And uh, I enjoy talking about boxing. So I think that would be um, something else I'd like to dip my toe into on a professional level as well. Yeah, and then, you know, uh, when Damian Barling was on here, he brought your name up. Uh, in this discussion we were having about, you know, not necessarily like one-for-one replacements of Grant Napier, but the types of people in, you know, local, right? Uh, The people in Sacramento that could be brought up in in some of that space that's that's, uh, been vacated by Grant and rightfully so. Um, And by the way, if, if everyone out there, if you haven't listened, to um, the the episode that Jason and Kenny did on the Grant situation, please go check that out. But um, like, what is radio like? What would it look like for you if you are, uh, you know, achieving those goals? If if you are the guy, right? Like you're a competitor, you achieve your goals. Is that like long form radio? Is it more new media? Are we talking like streaming? You know, podcasts, mogul. You want to be on TV? Like, what does it look like? Man, I want it all, to be honest with you. I still love radio. I know people talk bad about radio, and I understand why it's looked at as, you know, dying and, you know, and it's, it's almost extinct. But I love radio. I love um, – they don't do it as much anymore, but the interaction with the people. I love talking to the people, man. I love hearing different POVs. Like, even, even like – if I'm passionate about something or I'm saying whatever, you know, I feel is right or, you know, the right analysis or the right take, whatever the case may be, I'm not the type that only wants to hear what I got to say or people like me. You know what I'm saying? I, I like to hear every what everybody got to say. Um, I like to hear different point of views because I feel like that's, you know, that's how you can learn. You know, you may not always agree with it, but maybe, you know, you don't agree with the premise, but you can learn something sometimes from hearing a different point of view and see things a different way. So I think right now there's guests in podcasts and stuff like that, but you still don't get that uh, organic, let's go to Tim in Greenhaven right now and see what he's got. You know, you don't, they haven't figured out how to do that yet. So I still think there's room for radio. I love radio, but I love podcasts too, because podcasts is a lot more long form. You're not interrupted by commercials and, you know, things of that nature. You can, you know, you can, 
go for an hour and a half. Joe Button, I listen to Joe Button podcast. It would be two and a half hours all the time. I, I got to listen to that one in, in spurts, you know what I mean? But you, you can do that on podcasts. Um, TV, I love TV. I absolutely love TV. Well, I've been on um, I've been on TV one other time, but I know this past year I was on uh, Sports Sunday with, with Marshall Harris, and just being on the set, man, and being in front of those cameras, I, I loved it. I enjoyed it so much. Um, so I would love TV, uh, all of it, man, all of it. I, I'm a I'm a media head. I I consume all this stuff, you know, the TV shows, the radio shows, the podcasts. I consume it all. I like to say I'm a fan of all of them. I really enjoy it. So, you know, it would be a dream of mine to be on all all those platforms, really. Yeah, man. Well, you're uh, you're one of those platforms. You know, you're doing great work with everything going on, and I think that's most of what we got for you here. And I just want to say I really appreciate you coming on and taking the time, Kenny, and give you a quick second to promote all the good work you got going on, man. Hey, I appreciate it, man. And you know, before I get into promoting myself. Um, you know, I've talked to Rich about it personally. Brennan, we talked through uh, Twitter. I love what you guys are doing, man. I, I love what you guys are doing over at King's Post, man. It, it, it's, you know, it's it's a different voice, you know, and I, I, like you guys probably heard me say earlier, I'm all for options. Like, I don't want everybody to just come to my show only and not listen to nobody else. I don't want everybody to go to one show and not listen to anybody else. Listen to everybody, man, because – you can listen to a whole bunch of different uh, opinions and point of views and, um, and learn a lot, man, and, and, and be entertained. And you guys are one of those uh, POVs out there that I definitely listen to. So I love King's Post and what you guys are doing with that. Um, as far as where you guys can find me, 97.5 KDEE every Friday afternoon, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That also turns into podcast form. You guys can check out the links on iTunes on SoundCloud. You can follow me on Twitter at IMK Diddy. Um, and I'm always tweeting out the links and having different things to talk about, whether it's music, boxing, basketball, whatever the case may be. Um, and then also on Instagram at IMK Diddy. You can find me there too. I do a lot of singing on my on my Instagram story. So if you want to hear bad R and B singing, I'm definitely your guy. Um, just go to my Instagram and a couple times a week. Definitely on Friday mornings because I'm happy we made it to Friday. There's a lot of singing going on on Friday, so you got to check that out. Oh, there you go. I'm going to have to go follow that right now, man. Well, uh, <laughs> I appreciate the kind words about the show, Kenny, and I mean, yeah, I can't say enough about the great work you've been doing, man, and thank you to everybody for listening to this episode of the King's Pulse Podcast. If you enjoyed, please rate, review, subscribe to the show, do the same for all of Kenny's great work, and you will hear from us again in the next couple of days.